Ignore Everybody by Hugh McLeod. One sentence summary. Ignore Everybody outlines 40 ways for creative people to let their inner artist bubble to the surface by staying in control of their art, not setting out, and refusing to conform to what the world wants you to do. My favorite quote from the author is Nobody can tell you if what you're doing is good, meaningful, or worthwhile. The more compelling the path, the more lonely it is. Hugh MacLeod Hugh MacLeod has one of the oldest blogs on the web. At Gaping Void, he still posts almost daily, releasing a new comic with every post, even after over 15 years of blogging. That's the dedication of a true artist. Initially, Hugh started drawing these cartoons on the backs of business cards because he had a hard time seizing inspiration when it struck anywhere, but his studio with his paint supplies. The young copywriter realized that in this format he could create his art anywhere, and it stuck. By now, millions of people love and share his cartoons online, and his company creates custom art for their clients. He also illustrates books, for example Seth Godin's. Here are three lessons to help you find real artistic freedom. 1. If you're creating true, true art, your friend's feedback will do you no good. 2. Don't for, force your art to pay the bills, or it'll cease to be art. 3. Stop waiting to be discovered. Discover yourself online instead. Call your inner artist and tell her we're about to set her free. It's about to get artsy. Ignore everybody lesson 1. If what you're making is true art, you have to ignore everybody, especially your friends. This answers the question, whose feedback should an artist listen to? Here is the crux of creating art. If people can give you extensive and helpful feedback on it, you fail to do your job. Think about it. What allows you to give good feedback? Understanding the situation really well. But if you write something and your friends can tell you exactly what's good and what's bad about it, then what you've written can't be very original, can it? If your art is perfectly understood, it likely just regurgitates other people's art. The more original your idea is, the less proper feedback and advice people can give you. That doesn't mean people have to be confused by your art all the time. But if you start something you think is new and it ends up not upsetting anyone, you know you'll have to try again. If people had been used to Jackson Pollock's drip paintings the first time he created them, well, then he wouldn't have been such an original artist. With art, the functioning of feedback is reversed. The better the feedback, the more work you still have to do. Beware though, ignoring your friends will affect your relationships. Since they won't understand, some will turn away. But that's the price a true artist has to pay. Ignore everybody, listen to. Lesson 2. Don't try to force your art to pay your bills or you'll risk killing the part that makes it art in the first place. This answers the question, when can you finally go professional with your art? You might say, so what if I listen to my friend's advice? Isn't it good to implement feedback? You tell me to do that in business all the time. Right, but art isn't business. The moment you listen to other people about how you should create your art is the moment you compromise it. It ceases to be art. You'd be creating what the world wants you to create, not what you want to see come to life. Ignoring your friends is one thing, but this becomes a real struggle when it comes to using your art to pay the bills. First of all, you should never ever start your journey as an artist this way. For example, if you start a blog in your spare time but launch it with the idea of having every post make money, you're better off not even starting. What you'll create will be completely driven by the desire to make money. 
Instead, get a job to pay the rent and bills and detach your art from the money. This is the only way to buy yourself the artistic freedom you need to make something original. If your art becomes part of how you make money down the line, that's fine. But never force it to be this way and never let art be your sole source of income. It'll put too much pressure on you to perform and drain your creativity. Ignore everybody lesson 3. Your plan to be discovered is flawed. Stop waiting and discover yourself online. This answers the question, how can I get my big break as an artist? The door is flung wide open. A well-dressed agent in a shiny suit with gelled hair and a pair of Ray-Ban aviator sunglasses walks into the burger joint and orders a milkshake. While sipping on his frothy chocolate drink, he peeks around the restaurant, then sits down next to the guy with the long, blonde, messy hair. You look like the next Avenger to me. Would you like to audition? Sounds like a scene from a movie where the struggling actor gets a lucky break. Well, that's because it's too good to be true. Stuff like this almost never happens. Even though the internet is now well over 20 years old, we still have this notion in our heads that as artists, we need someone to discover us. We don't. You can discover yourself. In fact, discovering yourself has become very easy because a plethora of platforms in a variety of mediums gives you access to whatever tools you need to create. You could use Medium for blogging, YouTube for videos, Instagram for sketches, and so on. Forget the middlemen. Use the internet and start. Here's what I learned from Ignore Everybody by Hugh MacLeod. I want to talk a little about the whole feedback situation. And then I just want to share some cool stories with you of people who sort of made their art work in the long run, made their art their career. Now, first about the feedback situation. So there are several quotes I came across recently that describe the nature of feedback artists get very, very well, I think. They go along the lines of, if people can tell you that something is wrong with your art, they are almost always right. But if people tell you what's wrong with your art and exactly how to fix it, then they're almost always wrong. So the idea is that art is very emotional, right? So it makes you feel good or it makes you laugh or or it doesn't, right? So when it doesn't do that, when people say there's a problem, like this didn't, uh, it didn't quite feel right for me, right? And that person is part of who you're trying to reach, then then they're almost always right, right? There's something not right. But it's up to you to figure out what's not right. You're the only one who can figure that part out. Because when the person tell you tells you it's that's not right, but here's what to do to fix it, right? You need to change this, 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 that's almost always wrong. Because that would only be a fix for the person who gave you the feedback. That's only one person's view, right? So the the, the only person who really understands your audience at whole is you. So when people tell you mm, something is wrong, something is bad, they're often right. But when people tell you how to fix it, they're often wrong. And that's sort of the kind of different feedback you get, right? So people can basically point you to flaws in your art, but you're the only one who can fix them. That's an idea there. Okay, story time. So a few artists that I know made it work. There is one artist. She's a dancer. Her name is Karen Cheng. Uh, I think it's karenxcheng.com or so. Um, You can Google learn to dance in a year. Basically, what she did was 
she she wanted to learn dancing, like hip hop dancing, and she said, you know what, I'm just gonna practice a little every day, like 30 minutes every day. So she set some kind of goal. She did that, and the funny thing she did is she recorded herself, right? So she recorded her sort of journal of progress, and she put a video up that at some point went mega viral. I think it was after a year um, or, or nine months or so. And the really cool part is you can see she's really bad in the beginning, and she gets a little better the next week, and the next week, and the next week. And then at the end of it, she has this whole video production where someone films her coming off from a train and dancing in front of it. And now she's, uh, I think she's been in, in movies like Step Up and so on, like dancing movies, and she's in advertising campaigns and stuff like that. She had a TED Talk. So that was a really cool project, and she just did it on the side, right? Like next to her job, she learned dancing, and she filmed herself, and she put it on the internet. There is a rapper called Russ, R-U-S-S, my roommate told me about him, and what he did was he released a song on SoundCloud, I think, not every day, but every week. I think every week he released a new song on SoundCloud. So his only goal was to produce a new song every week. There are some people that do a new song a day, I think, which is even more powerful, but basically, he yeah, he did that in his spare time too. And he was like, I want to become a, a producer, a rapper, a musician. But you know what? Just Let me just like put this on SoundCloud and so on. And I'm going to focus on producing the best song I possibly can each week. He did that. And some of his songs uh, over the course of, I don't know, a year, two years, three years, some of his songs really took off. They got really popular on SoundCloud. He started, I think, making money through SoundCloud because you can now do that. Uh, and now he's he's a rapper. He's an artist. He's getting booked. He's got uh, I don't know if he got he's got a record deal, but he's definitely publishing his own albums and so on. And uh, he's he's uh, rapping in front of crowds of hundreds of th- or thousands of people. Um, so yeah, so there you go. Right, just put a song on SoundCloud every week. Um, and lastly, I guess me. Right, so I started writing for fun. I wanted to write. I started blogging. I knew, yeah, I'm going to build my email list but so I can string people along the journey, but um, no pressure there, right? I wasn't trying to sell anything for, I don't know, the first year or two or so. So I didn't really sell anything. Um, I just did the blog and, and did some freelancing on the side and, yeah, just looking what happens. And now I'm at the point where I can live off the stuff I do. Uh, obviously, it's not perfect, right? And it's not where I want to be, but I, I'm at a place where I can live off my stuff, I can grow it, um, and I can hopefully turn this into a full-time thing after I graduate college. It would be really, really cool. So, as you can see, it's all in uh, starting small, creating lots of freedom, giving yourself space, the time your art needs to actually be art, and really take it slow, right? So, don't worry just get started with your art, do something that makes you happy, uh, do it on the side, show it to friends, and just keep doing keep doing your thing, ignore everybody along the way, and maybe someday you can make a living uh, out of your art. Ignore Everybody by Hugh McLeod. I hope you enjoyed, and I hope you'll listen to one of the next summaries. <laughs>